So this is going to be a little different. Turn to the person next to you and say, difference, okay. Okay, five of you agreed with me. Turn to the person next to you and say, difference, okay. Um, you guys that are watching online, this could feel different too, but hang with us, okay? Hang with us. Um, we felt like the best thing we could do on the first Sunday of the year was just be together as a family. And, and you've already worshipped. I mean, goodness gracious, y'all. There's such a hunger in this room for God and for something real from Him. You know that just moves Him every time, and I love it. But we just felt like to be together as a family to pray, like just to pray in the new year. And here's, here's why. Um, I'm, a, I'm not going to talk to you very long at all. Um, I'm not a big theme guy with years, but last year the, our theme was rebuild. And we talked about how we knew that God was going to do two things. Um, he was going to highlight two things in our church, and one of them was the Holy Spirit, and one of them was holiness. Um, I'm not sure we ever moved off the Holy Spirit, and I'm okay with that, right? It was like the whole year God just poured out his presence and just gave us a deeper hunger um, and you've got to be hungry for the Holy Spirit. Y'all know that, right? Because if you're not, you'll always stop short because you'll be like, well, I don't want to be that Christian. Or we don't want to be that church. And in 2021, we kind of got hungry to be that Christian and that church, right? We just, like, I don't care what people think. I just want more of God. I want more power from the Holy Spirit. I do believe that this year he's going to talk to us a lot about holiness, right? Um, I mentioned to Wednesday night, the Wednesday night group, and that's what we're going to model in just a minute. It's kind of what happens in here on Wednesday nights. Um, a few months ago, I felt like God said it's time, and I didn't know what it was time for. And then I was watching. Anybody see the Chosen Christmas special? I was watching that, and when Mary was, she was like, it's time. And Joseph was like, what? You know, like every dad when they hear that, right? Um, and God just said, it's time to give birth. And this is a year where we're going to give birth to some things, right? Which is awesome. And next year, next week, we're going to start a new series called In Due Time, D-U-E. We're going to talk about the, just a whole lot about birthing, right? Um, it'll be one of those series where every, every mother in the room will give me wisdom. And please give me all of it because you can tell I've never given birth. But the verse for 2022 comes from 2 Timothy 2, 2. See how God did that? Two, two, two. And here's what it says. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. There's a transfer that's going to happen this year in our church. There's, there's people that are reliable that are going to be called up into positions of leadership. I have no doubt about it because they're reliable. Um, one of the things I talk about a lot is the arc of leadership. In other words, to be a leader, you've got to have ARC. You've got to be, you have availability, reliability, and you've got to have credibility. You have to have all three of those things to be a leader. If you don't have all, the, all those things, you can't lead. We all know people that are very reliable. I mean, they're very, and they're very credible. They're phenomenal people, but they have no availability, right? So you've got to have all those things. And so this year, I believe that God is highlighting reliable people. And trust what you know to reliable people. And here's why. Parents in the room, tell me if this isn't true. When you go from being just you to you and a child, reliability becomes a big thing, right? Like, uh, hey, dude, you going to stop playing video games and be present while we raise this child? Right? More about that next week. Come back. It'll be fun. 
Jesus also chose reliable people. It says in Luke chapter 6, verses 12 and 13, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them whom he also designated as apostles. The point here is that Jesus, even Jesus took a whole night to pray to figure out who God was highlighting to be the leaders of the church. And so starting a week from tomorrow, January the 10th, we're going to take 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. And we're just going to go before the Father. And we're just going to sit with him and say, hey, God, highlight who, highlight what, and direct us, right? Show us the reliable people so that we can take steps forward. Because when it's time to give birth to something, reliability is a huge thing. Now, you might not know this, but for how long have we been doing Wednesday night prayer? Two, three years pre-pandemic, I think it was. Um, we've been gathering on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock in this space, and just whoever wants to come, comes, and we just pray. And God told us a couple years ago that everything would be birthed in prayer. And so literally everything that has happened in our church for the last couple of years has been birthed on those Wednesday nights. An idea is dropped. A person is highlighted. And that's how things have happened. So here's what we're going to do this morning. Um, and you can dim the lights if you want to a little bit. We're, we're going to, I've asked Allison. Hey, Allison. She's going back to Refuge Discipleship School next, next week. Um, but she's here for the holidays. And so I asked her. She, she comes on Wednesday nights lots of times and when she's available and she just plays. And so I said, hey, would you take like 10 minutes and just do a couple songs? Let's lead us. Because this is what happens on Wednesday nights. We don't come and like necessarily grab hands every time and pray together at first. We come and sit in the presence of God and just we hang out with him and, and listen to what he has to say. And so I've asked her to just take 10 minutes or so and give you a space where you can come to the altar where you can kneel at your chair, where you can pull open the Bible and read verses in the Bible. Do what we would do on a Wednesday night. And Wednesday night crowd, y'all that come regularly on Wednesday nights, you know how this works, right? If you want to come up here and pray like you do on Wednesday nights, you can do that. And then after those 10 minutes are over, I'm just going to come back up and we're going to close the service by being obedient to what we feel like God has asked us to pray into. All right, you go with that? <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, difference, okay. It is. It's okay. Um, and I think here's what's going to happen. When I say amen and Allison just begins to lead, the presence of God is just going to come in this place. He's going to meet you where you are through the camera as well. And God, you just come and have your way. Like we say every Wednesday, we didn't come with a plan. We've just come to be with you. So, Lord, take this time and prepare our hearts for what you have for us. In your name, Jesus, amen. Here is where I lay it down, every burden, every crown. This is my surrender, this is my surrender. Here is where I lay it down, every lie and every doubt, this is my surrender, and I will make room for you to do whatever you want to.
tradition break down the walls of all my religion your ways better your ways better shake up the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your ways better your ways better shake up the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your ways better your ways better and shake up the ground of all my tradition break down the walls of all my religion your ways better your ways better I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to, and I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. Shake up the ground for my tradition. Break down the walls for my religion. Your ways. Back. 
shake up the ground of all my tradition, break down the walls of all my religion. Your way's better. Your way's better. And I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. And I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you So on Don't Sit Down and Stay Right Where You Are, on Wednesday nights, one of the things that I love is that I'm, I'm not so much a pastor as just a son. I hang out with my father, right? And so I don't come in on Wednesdays with a plan to run the thing or see how it goes, which I know we're kind of introducing Sunday morning to Wednesday night a little bit right now. And um, it's cool. It's cool. It's, all, it's okay. Even if you're sitting here going, this is weird. It's all good. It's all good. I want you to know this, though before Cecil shares what God put on his heart that and I'm it's a family service so I want to be sensitive how I say this when it comes to life conception doesn't always take a long time right but there's nine months of growth before life comes well not not before life but before the baby comes out right so this, what we're learning how to do as a church, is we're learning how to be in that period where it's a little uncomfortable and we don't quite know what's happening and like when, when will the baby be born? But sometimes in our culture, we want to go from conception to everything's great, right? And we, we want to bypass the in-between stage. And I'm just telling you, if you're here and you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable, that's okay. That's an uncomfortable stage, right? But press through that. Press through that. It, it goes right along with it. What the Lord has put on my heart um, to prophesy over you and me and anyone who's listening is a vision for wholeness. The Lord said, be ye holy for I am holy. And he spoke to me, he says, I'm holy and I'm whole. As we set our eyes upon him, his plan for each person in here is for you to be whole, W-H-O-L-E, as you pursue his holiness, which comes from the Holy Spirit. We all have areas that we're broken in. We all have areas that things were lost, stolen, and consumed in the past. He said, let those be and let me make you whole. 
3 John 2 says, Beloved, above all things, I pray that you would prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. Those are not idle words, says the Lord. Those were written for you for a purpose, for you to find a promise to grab a hold of, and there is where the grace is for you to believe and receive, as he said, and conceive in your heart the promise he has for wholeness in that area or your area. Broken relationships, broken health, broken finances. I don't care what it is, beloved, above all else, I wish that you would prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. And he wants our souls to prosper because there is a distinction between the righteous and the wicked in the land of the living. That is what draws people to repentance is his goodness. And he wants his goodness to be reflected out of each of our lives as he has transformed us, even as Pastor Paul talked about in the broken spirits. That is what the world is looking for. So I just prophesy wholeness over the gathering in 2022. 2020, 2021 are gone. Beloved, it is a new day. All things are new. The old is gone. The new has come. And this is from God. So grab a hold of a promise of God in that area that you feel is broken and look at it. Let him conceive in your spirit of your womb. Let him show you and let him bring it to fruition as you believe each day. Yes, that is who I am. Because the Bible says I am. Because the Bible are not idle words written down to, for us. They are the word of God. God breathed. And each word has power unto fulfillment. Or he would not have sent it. So Father, I thank you for the gathering. I thank you for everyone that's here. I thank you for birthing in each one of us a fresh revelation of what it means to be whole. You're drawing us to yourself because you want a radiant bride without blemish or without uh, scar or anything that the world would see that you had sent Jesus because our oneness with you is a witness. This is a witness to the world that Jesus did come and the Father loves us as he loves Jesus. Those words are in there for a reason in John 17. So grab a hold of something that is meaningful to you and meditate on it and ruminate on it and let it come to birth, to be birthed in you because that is the testimony that God wants revealed as was said earlier. Each of us has a story. But the story is to be a witness to him but to be a witness to those around us. And Father, I just, in the name of Jesus, believe that they've received something from you in this. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, one more, one more like song or moment with Allison, okay? Another thing we don't do on Wednesday nights is we don't put words up on the screen because our culture stares at screens blankly all the time. So if you don't know the words, close your eyes and it's okay. And just, I know, I know you're coming. <laughs> I, I'm good with, uh, can, um, can you, you want to wait till after she sings another song? I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> He's bigger than me, so it's going to happen now. <clears throat> come on, come on. Praise the Lord, church. So for the past couple months, there's been like a word that God has been storing and setting. And he's been saying, what are you doing in the off-season? How are you preparing in the off-season? And I believe the gathering, the church in America, the body of Christ, we've been in an off-season because he needed us to heal he didn't need us to prepare. 
He needed us to be ready to do the things that he has for us to do, the greater works in us. It says that he that started, he that began a good work in you shall complete it. And a lot of us have good works and we feel incomplete. So we don't believe that God will complete it because we don't feel worthy. We don't feel like he'll, he'll take our brokenness. And we wrestle with that. I've wrestled with that. But when the off season becomes the due season, there is no waiting. So in this new year, God says the off season is becoming the due season. What are you going to do? There's no bench warmers. There's no bench warmers in the body of Christ. Everybody plays because everybody wins. There was a victory that was paid for that we get to celebrate in. But everybody plays because everybody wins. So in this new place, in this new year, note that the offseason is off. It's fourth quarter. It's time for you to lace up. Don't worry about the scores on the board. Just know that he's behind you. Know that God is behind us in everything that we do and every step that we take. The off-season is over with. There are people that need to see the light of Christ in you that don't believe that they deserve the love of God. There are people who, who don't look like you, who think that because they don't look like you, that you won't love them the way that God loves them. But I'm here to tell you, gathering, that we are all gathered together as an example of the endless boundless love of our God with all our differences, with all the political, all this other stuff. God has said that I planted you here. I planted you here as a reflection, as an example, not only for Albemarle, not only for North Carolina, but for some of us just for one person to see the goodness of God. Step out on faith, knowing this in this season, there may be some trials, there may be some hardships, there may be some birth pains, Paul, that word is on time. The Lord has given you. This is due season. Not only just D-U-E, but this is D-O. Because in order for due season come, you got to do. Do greater, because greater is he that is in you. All right, well, let's do this. I'm going to lead you in some praying, okay? And then we'll let Allison wrap it up. The chair that you're sitting in is a chair that you're sitting in. But next week, somebody else could be sitting. Well, I know everybody finds their own seats and all that stuff. But we know this. We know that in 2022, God has already, he's already shown us this through prophecy that he's literally, Justin shared this in prayer, that he saw a vision of this, the roof being pulled off like a soup can. And, and a waterfall being poured into the church and the water busting out the windows and busting out the doors. We know that God's pouring his spirit into the gathering so he can push the gathering out to the city. Okay? So we know however it happens, we won't always have one service. I don't know how that's going to play out. And I'll be transparent enough to you to tell you that I'm like Moses. God, if you don't tell me, I ain't moving. Right? So we're not rushing to get more people in. We're trying to be sensitive to what the Lord's saying. But I will tell you this. At some point in 2022, somebody besides you is going to sit in that seat. I want you to pray for them right now. Just close your eyes, and I want you to pray. Every seat is a soul. Every seat is a soul. I want you to pray that more than just your soul will make it to heaven in 2022. I don't mean that you're going to heaven, but you know what I'm saying. 
I want you to begin to pray right now. Father, you know the, the lives that will sit in these seats. Come on, out loud, church. Out loud. Whisper it if you want to. That's fine. But there's something about saying it out loud that builds your faith as well as the faith of others. God, we pray, we agree right now in Jesus' name that there will be people that sit in these seats that we don't even know yet. Like Richard just said, they're not going to look like me, thank goodness. They might not vote like me. They might not be in the same situation I'm in in life, but God, your blood is over them just like your blood is over me. You have called us to be a, a, a family of people who look different but love the same Jesus. And so whoever comes and sits in my seat, Lord, I bless them right now in Jesus' name. God, we pray that this, this building would be full of people who are leaving it to go to a city and love their neighbors. Would you right now lift up the names of people that you are neighbors with, maybe in your neighborhood where you live, maybe people that you work with, coworkers, students at school, would you just begin to lift them up, teachers that you are around, students that you impart to? Would you just begin to lift them up to the Lord? Begin to pray for our city, for our leaders. God, we know that we're called and planted in downtown Albemarle because you have a heart for the people that are in downtown Albemarle. We didn't choose this location. You chose it, God. You planted us here. Oh, church, I'm going to challenge you right now. If we get quiet when we start praying for our city, it's because we don't know our city. That's your challenge in 2022, is to learn something about your city so that we, you can pray for your city, right? Learn the mayor's name. Learn the names of council people. Know your neighbors, right? But right now, if you want, you could just simply say, hey, God, the neighbor that I don't know yet, <laughs> will you touch them? Will you break, make a way for me to share your gospel with them this year? God, we pray over a, a city that has had an identity that was taken away over 40 years ago. God, when the mill closed down, this city has been desperate for an identity ever since then. And so we just declare over Albemarle that a new day has come, that their hope is Jesus. The hope of Albemarle is not the gathering. It is not Pfeiffer University. It is Jesus. And we declare that now. We thank you for what you're doing. I thank you that for, for so many years we have said that we meet in beautiful downtown Albemarle. And we have spoken that word prophetically over a city that had closed buildings and empty buildings. And God, we just say thank you because we see life coming to our city. And so we just declare revival, God, over our church that this would be a year when you bring a, a sleeping church back to life, God, over all of America and over all of the world. Revival is for the church. And I pray that that church that is revived would then carry life to a dead world. God, you want to bring life to our culture. You want to bring life to our city. God, I pray that people would find true life in you this year. That there would be no need for all the things that we fill our lives with to substitute who you are. But that they would have a face-to-face -face encounter with the full, unadulterated power of who you are. 
And I pray that you would find in us vessels that are reliable that can carry that to the city, can carry that to the county. Now this last prayer, I can't make you pray it, right? But I'm going to ask you to consider this. We believe that what God's going to birth in our church this year, he's going to birth it through you. Everybody say through me. That means he's not going to birth it through the pastor who then asks you to lead that program. I mean, he's going to give us, he's already given us ideas about what we can do as a church. But I've been praying that he would birth it through you. I've said this a lot in the 10 years I've pastored this church. I don't know if you know the story of Tom Shoes, but, you know, Tom Shoes, that whole company was started because a young kid went on a mission trip and saw a bunch of people without shoes, and he just said, I'm going to start a shoe company, and every time I sell a pair, I'm going to give a pair away. And I have said for years, I don't want to be the guy that starts the next Tom Shoes. I want to be the pastor of the guy that starts the next Tom Shoes. I want to pastor people who have creative vision and breakthrough and downloads from God about how to do something in the city. I pray that every empty building in downtown Albemarle is filled with believers who start businesses where they can minister to people when they walk through their doors. And, and I want that to be you and, you and you and you and you and you and you. I don't want the credit for that. I just want to throw a little bit of fire and gas on it, right? And just watch it blow up. And so if, if that's something that you are, like, God, I don't know what all that means, but I'd sure love for you to birth something in me that's bigger than me, then I just want you to raise your hands right now. I'm going to pray over you. And when I say amen, we're going to just seal this with a little bit more worship from Allison, and then I'll pray us out. Now, I just want to speak to fear for a second. I don't know very many parents who went from having no children to having children because they had it all figured out before they had children. So even right now, I feel like there are people, in, you're like, I want to raise my hand, but I just don't know what that means. Yeah, that's called parenting. It's called giving birth. You don't always know what it looks like. You just say, I just know that I'm called to do something beyond myself. And we're birthing something beyond ourselves, right? So, Father, the hands that are up right now, we can trust you, God. And so 2022, we just say, those of us in this room with our hands up, those of us that are watching on the screen, I believe there are people right now in their living rooms, in their bedrooms, in their cars, at break, in break rooms at, your, at work, and they've got their hands up. And God, I just pray every hand that's up right now that you would just see in us people like Mary who said, uh, I have no idea how what you just told me is going to happen, but let it be to me according to your word. And we just say, yes, Lord, that this simple act of raising our hands, this simple obedience will produce supernatural outcomes in 2022. Here we are. Send us, God. Send us, God. Birth a new vision in us. Birth a vision in us that reaches people beyond us. Change the city and change the kingdom through us, we pray. We're available, God. We're making room for you to do something new in us, God. In your name, Jesus. In your name, Jesus. We just sit in this moment 
and just allow um, these words that Allison sings and just to sing over you, to give you life. I mean, if you know them for sure, sing along. If you want to come and stand at the altar and sing, if you want to stand where you are, whatever, this is just your time to respond to the Lord, however you would choose to do that. Open the floodgates of heaven. 
want to see you show us your glory we want to know you lord because we want to see you show us your glory we want to know you lord because we want to see you show us your glory we want to know you lord because we want to see you show us your glory we want to know you lord let it rain let it you just stand where you are? So I didn't want to share this because I'm not sure if it's about Allison or if it's about our church, but maybe it's both. But I was standing here, and you were leading, and it was Let It Rain, and y'all were singing, and uh, in my, I had my eyes closed. And so here's what I saw. So Allison was at the keys playing and leading worship, and I just saw just this crowd of people, just like a stadium, just went up and up and up and all around, just singing Let It Rain, Let It Rain. I, maybe you're going to lead worship in a stadium. I don't know. Maybe there's a cloud or a crowd that we haven't met yet. Maybe it's both. But would you just put your hands up and say, God, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain, God, in this place. Open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Open. 
Just your voices, sing it. Every time in the Word, when your people lifted up a cry for deliverance, you always send the deliverer. Every time your people would say, let it rain, you always send rain. We ask for power, you always send power. We ask you for bread, you don't give us a stone. And so, God, this is our prayer in 2022. Let it rain. God, it's time. It's time. It's due time. Do in this place, God, what you must to get us to do out there what you will. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. Can you give the Lord some praise in this place? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so this is Joy. Everybody say hey, Joy. Also on Wednesday nights, this is why I'm not in charge because... God just speaks to different people. It's awesome. Okay, you got the last word. Here we go. No, I'll be quick, I promise. As we were singing that, um, the Lord brought to me something that he showed me this week, and education's big on my heart. I'm a teacher. It should be, right? Um, and he, it was, uh, it was like a dream, I guess, but I was in a white room, and the walls were crumbling around me, and I was just spinning, and I was watching the walls crumble and God showed me clearly, like, this is what's happening in education. Education's crumbling. But it was the bad in education that's crumbling. And I realized rain is destructive, and we need to let it be. We need to let the rain of God destroy what needs to be destroyed. Um, there's there, the, the traditions. We, she sang the song about tradition. And tradition's the foundation of religion. Let that crumble. Those are the things that we need to be prepared to be destroyed, the bad, because the good is coming. And I just felt like we need to be prepared for that as well. Everybody say thanks, Joy.
All right. We love you guys. Listen, next Sunday, bring somebody with you. It's a brand new series. You're going to love it. There'll be so much reference to birthing. It'll be unbelievable. Um, next Sunday, it's due time. Right, in due time. Is that it? Am I missing anything? We're good? See ya. Bye. Love you guys. You too.